Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 10, Stolen. All that right at this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, how you doing, buddy? It has been a hell of a week, sir. Yeah, man, you guys have been uh, doing Umbrella Academy over on Panavision like crazy. Yes, we have. Umbrella Academy came out on Friday, and we have been balls to the wall doing that. I was actually, I had to kind of sneak out on those guys to do this podcast today. Um, and after this, we're doing episode seven, and then watching episode eight, and then recording about episode eight. And then tomorrow is episode nine, but also Star Wars episode three. It's uh, it's yeah. a week, man. Yeah, man. Stranded panda in full effect. Yeah, I, I feel stranded. I just scheduled our uh, Bill and Ted episodes with Brian V. Klein's going to join us for Bill and Ted on Binger's Assemble. That's exciting. Awesome. Yeah, dude. I so That's wish really I could be there for those. Yeah, dude. I'm excited about it. Uh, well, guys, thanks for joining us today. We're going to talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, just a mention up top, since we're this is going to be the only episode that drops this week, uh, I, I do have the new album, uh, Indiegogo, is up on strandedpanda.com slash help Matt. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> if, you want to, uh, if you want to support the geeky music that I'm making, uh, check that out. Uh, but let's get straight into S.H.I.E.L.D. How about it, man? Yeah, man. We got... A pretty uh, intense episode, but I, lot, lot, I feel like there's just like this entire episode was just more things for me to theorize about, right? Yeah, like they they brought in a young John Garrett played by the son of Bill Paxton. Yeah, I loved that man. I felt like he looked he looked exactly like he should have. Uh huh. You know, bright eyed, bushy tailed. And as sadistic and crazy as ever, who would who would hire that guy as a shield agent? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, but he like we, we got back to like we jumped out of our bottle episode, our literal ship in a bottle episode <laughs> um, from last uh, the from last week. And then we're right back into the inhumans in the 80s things. They're stuck in 83. Yeah, man, I I really like they're doing this just sort of big story about the Inhumans and like them being under attack and how it's such a different way this all could have gone, um, like them being under attack by anarchy, this new organization. And we talked about it last week, how anarchy is, you know, the opposite of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a different way than Hydra and is. And this episode, Nathaniel just straight up called it out. He says, like, yeah, uh, the, the Hydra. The Inhumans, S.H.I.E.L.D., they're all just systems of control, and we're going to throw them all off. Did you notice the shot where, um, oh gosh, Korra, um, Korra looks up and says, it was written in the stars, and yeah, Nathaniel she, looks annoyed. Did you get that? I did. I saw that. It's like, um, I, I felt kind of like she was trying to, to say to him, like, you're a prophet. Kind of like these are the words that you've said, so I'm going to follow them and, and preach them. And he was just like, oh, God, stop. Ugh. Yeah. Well, it made me think uh, it's just like she was raised in this place called Afterlife by this group that like, you know, feels very much like they're these, I don't know, the protectors of this ancient way of inhumans and the, yeah. the diviner and all this stuff. And like, she was raised in that sort of an organization. And then she is now having to like be with this. She's with this guy who believes in nothing to some degree, like believes in nothing, nothing should control him. He should just do whatever he wants and take He's believes he's a Robin hood taken from the rich in power, giving to the poor and like, I don't know. There's this. There's something there that I think is starting to ri show a rift between them. That look on his yeah. face made me think there's something that is not. It doesn't work. There's something that doesn't gel between their two philosophies. Yeah, yeah. I think that they're going to come to a head. It's like the recent high school grads going off to college that are no longer under their parents' control, and they just go absolutely crazy, blackout drunk every night. Um, that's kind of what I feel like with her. Like she's thrown off, you know, she's thrown off Jia Ying and uh, Lee and everybody at Afterlife, all of the rules there. And 
this guy's like anarchy but what he really means is i'm in charge and i'm taking out shield and Hmm. you follow my rules and she's just like let's bring it all down everything's crazy see i took Um, that a little differently in that i think he does have a belief in this anarchy and he does want he is self-interested for sure um, but he wants to throw off these systems that are controlling him. But she wants to believe in something and he wants to believe yeah. in nothing. You know? Maybe. Maybe. I, I kind of felt more like whenever he was talking to Garrett, like right after Garrett got his power, which, by the way, Garrett came into that power and like figured out how to use it way too fast. Um, or figured out how to target it way too fast. Yeah, that was strange. It also, though. They did, they did, they did allude to the fact that they didn't show it all because he says more like third, he says, yeah, bam, I did it. Perfect. And he was like, more like third time's a charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, even still third time. Yeah, is for sure. Like that's, he, he had like 20 minutes to figure it out. Especially <laughs> to target something that seems like it's on the other side of the world or whatever. Yeah. And or underground. Yeah. That seemed a little silly. It's a little silly, but that's, I mean, that needed to happen, I guess, for the story that they wanted to tell. So it happened. But the whenever Garrett got his power and Nathaniel was like, do you think that you can target? Do you think you can take me with you? And the way that he was talking to him was just like, you follow my orders. I'm in charge. You take me where I need to go. You're just a tool. That's how I read the situation, at least his the way that he was saying it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that I mean, it's you're, you're definitely right that Garrett, I think, is completely self-interested and doesn't actually care about setting these people free. Uh, although he does he does seem to identify with people like them, like the people that. I don't know, like Cora and. Uh, Garrett, who like are, are 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 just sort of slaves to these systems that he sees, and he wants to break. He wants to break the wheel. You know, they're all spokes <laughs> in the wheel, and he just wants to break it. Yeah, and I, uh, I I just think that that's all an act that he's having to put on, that he's being told to put on by Sybil. Oh, Sybil's really? Like, here's the right things to say to get these people. To do what you want. Mm, no, see, I don't think that's the case. I think that this is who he thinks he is. Now, whether he is that, and like, I think that just like with that um, tech guy we saw Sybil use, like, he was a true believer. I think that, like, whatever Sybil is convincing Nathaniel of. Now, you may be right. Like, all of this may be her influence, um, but I do think that, like, he's a true believer in what he's saying. I don't think that he's. Oh, yeah. I didn't say that that he didn't believe every word of it, but I think this is all directly coming from Sybil. Okay. And he's just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just, you said he was, it was what she was telling him to tell them to sort of deceive them. And I don't, I think if anything, he's being just as deceived, just like the little computer guy was used by Sybil and then thrown right. away. I have a feeling maybe even this next episode that Nathaniel is going to get thrown away just as quickly when Sybil has what she wants. That's probably true. Yeah. What does Sybil want, though? Man, first off, talking about a system of control and, like, something to throw off, do you think Nathaniel would have some sort of backup plan to try to hurt Sybil if she tries something? Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like he's not that smart. That That is fair. But I do feel like she's, like, the ultimate form of control, and you, you, you gotta think that he's, like, considering that, or maybe he's not. If he's not, he's a dumbass, you know? Yeah, absolutely. If he's not, he's a dumbass. But um, then again, do you think that Sybil has counter plans for his plans because she reads the timeline? For sure. Yeah, Sybil's a hard talk. Well, this is the thing. She reads the time, but she, as he said in this episode, he knew with 94% certainty that they'd be in this room or whatever. Like, she doesn't have certainty. She has probability. And if he is anarchy, maybe he's the perfect, uh, you know, foil for her. I don't think he would know anarchy if he ate an anarchy sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) He, to me, honestly, he, he reminds me of like high school version of me that was like, oh yeah, bro, anarchy. Like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, kid. Yeah. But 
I think that he's supposed to be playing a little bit older because he was like he was that age in 73 when they first like took him hostage. So this is like 10 years older. But in true Fox X-Men fashion, he didn't look he doesn't look like he aged. Yeah, he doesn't at all. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that he's supposed to be playing so much older, but he isn't. Yeah. Uh, Now, uh, something that I I found really interesting is I think we had somebody, somebody in our feedback said last week that he's had the powers longer than Daisy has. Yeah. And then in this episode, he's just like, if you've done the math, I'm like, oh shit, he's done the math. Yeah. One one of our listeners did the math. So whoever that was, good call. Yeah, I don't remember who you were, but you're a legend. (laughs) (laughs) And you should know that about yourself. (laughs) I don't remember who you are, but you're a legend is a very funny sentence. I know. I know how ridiculous it sounds, but I stand by every word of it. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's let's get into, I guess, Daisy and Jiaying. Oh, man. Talk about some heartbreak. Yeah, what a heart... I, I feel like they, in many ways, were the heart of this episode. Uh, we got a lot of villain stuff, uh, and a lot of them, like, really building up their power. Um, but the Daisy and Ying stuff was was tough. Daisy, like, getting to hear her mother talk about her daughter in the way that she always would have wanted to be talked about, but by that point, her mother was too heartbroken and too far gone, too extreme for her to find that love. And then her telling Ying about her mother and then her, you know, Jaying finding out that she was that mother. Like that, that's just some really beautiful stuff, man. And these, these actors, they are so damn skillful in evoking emotion from me. Or maybe it's just that I'm a big baby at this point, but like watching the way that, that the Jaying, um, realization happened where it's like, oh, I'm your mother and you talked about all that hurt and that's what I... I could never do that. I'm so sorry I wouldn't do that to you. Like, watching that happen, I was just like, no! No! It's not! Not like this! Yeah, and It's really yeah, hard. It hurt. What? Yeah. I, I don't think she's dead, though, right? I mean, he broke her neck. Yeah, but also... Like Whitehall cut her up into ribbons and left her for dead, but that's her power. Is like she's really hard yeah. to kill. I don't think she's dead personally. I mean, she got her spine crushed in season two. You know, and you talked about it there. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, but that's that's actually a great point. She got her spine <laughs> crushed in season two. What if she's not dead? <gasps> she's not dead. Jia Ying's coming back in the now. How did we never talk about that before? It's like four years later, we have like, oh yeah, Jia Ying could be alive. <laughs> like she got killed pretty good originally. So like by Whitehall, like why wouldn't she be alive still after just being hugged real hard? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the particulars. Maybe she... Yeah, they were in the middle of the ocean. Who knows? Um, yeah, so I, I like that Jiaying tries to save Daisy. You know, it's just a really nice like bookend to season two where she's like she's draining her, and then in this she uses those draining powers to uh, drain Nathaniel to save her. You know? Yeah. Really nice. And then the way that Daisy got up and everything around her is just trembling like this is the real quake power you son of a bitch yeah like (laughs) Like, you know nothing of quake i got the real stuff on tap here like it actually it didn't even seem like um she had the real stuff or she was necessarily more powerful it just seemed like suddenly she had nothing to lose and the fear on nathaniel's face like him running because they're deep underwater like they just i think they mention it like really the two of us are going to fight underwater that's not a good idea but it's under river's end yeah so it was the town where he got his first zima oh that's funny (laughs) it's really funny um yeah so like it just seemed like she had like lost control more than like her anger was 
feeding into her quake power. Yeah, it was that was badass. And then, of course, May shoots Nathaniel, which I don't know. That do you think it's possible that's the beginning of the end for Nathaniel? Like I just keep expecting Nathaniel's going to like lose out before the final episode, but I may be wrong. Like maybe he will make it to the end. I mean, I just don't feel like he's end of the series villain material. I agree. I, that's exactly how I feel. I like him. I like him a lot. He's a great season villain, but like end of the series villain. I just don't know. And, and like, I don't know what would be except for like them fighting alternate universe Loki or something. Like I just like, it would have to be really big (laughs) for this to really end. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really torn. I don't know how it's going to end. Yeah. I mean, the Chronicoms are gone from the look of it. Like, it's only Sybil left. And they they even said repeatedly that the Chronicoms are gone. It's just Sybil. Yeah, but she's also fighting to grow herself in a way that, like, my guess is she will get strong enough and then try to radio for other Chronicoms. Yeah. Or, oh, oh, we've been trying to figure out why they might need to be at the Battle of New York. What if Sybil is going to try to use the portal opening as a chance to get to the Chronicoms? Like she uses that as maybe maybe the technology that exists on Earth can't radio far enough for the Chronicoms to hear her or whatever. Uh, And so she's waiting for that moment when a portal exists right above New York where she can radio. And then they like jump to 2012 and find that out and have to like fight Sybil in the background. Hmm. Just an idea. I could. I mean, that that could work. I could see that happening, maybe. I don't know. It's just, it feels like it's so far off from everything. Plus, there was a big mention of the Triskelion That's in true. this episode. Yeah, they mentioned the Triskelion, but I, I, they, I kind of expected them to go there, but they did not. They just um, they, they talk about it. Yeah, I think there was a... There's a trailer for this season where they went to the, or we see the Triskelion. Somebody mentioned that in some feedback yesterday, last week or something. Yeah. We need to, like, we should rewatch that trailer. Maybe we'll do that at the end. We normally watch the episode trailer. Maybe we should watch the season trailer just to see, like, what else might be coming. Because it's weird. They had a season trailer that showed things from, like, the end of the season, apparently. A couple lines I just really, really liked. I just really liked the dynamic with Gordon and Coulson. Like, I don't know who that guy is, that actor, but he really made the his little bit of time on screen where his eyes aren't even visible. He made that really, like, work, you know? Yeah. Like, he really, like, I've really felt for him. I always liked Gordon in the earlier seasons, but, man, I felt for him when he died in this. Um, and I loved uh, just that entire thing where he's like, oh, you're so funny. Yeah, you're hilarious. Coulson is funny, but no one ever acknowledges it. And I think he's hilarious. And so the guy just being like, you're hilarious. <laughs> it's just so good. I think the best part of it, though, is that Coulson remembers the end of season two, where he and Mac had to fight and kill Gordon. Yeah. It's rough. It's really rough because Gordon is such a lighthearted, good character in this moment. In this moment. Yeah. And it's just showing you like the, how people can grow and how people can change and how people can be so different than you know them. Yeah. Or how you're just one bad day away from being me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, that's so crazy. And then, of course, it ends with Gordon saying, you're hilarious as he dies. He's like, you're going to be fine. He says, you're hilarious and dies. It was so dark. <sighs> it was, especially for Gordon, because he can't see. Yeah. Uh, he's like, sorry about the... B- <laughs> sorry. That was, that just got, I just got your joke. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. I like trying to run down my last things. You got me though. You got me. Um, I did get you. <laughs> I really like the line where Coulson's like, um, it, well, Gordon just says, sorry. He says it's uh, like, like he's feeling a tingle from the transport. He's like, yes, yeah, sorry. It's a side effect. And he's like, actually, he's like, sorry. And he's like, actually, it's not unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> It'll pass. It's not unpleasant. Uh, so I don't hate it. Um, the he does say um not garrett nathaniel does say he's after immortality in this episode so that's so anarchy and immortality are like his two things i guess Mm. throwing off all senses of control even death even death well you know he um he was supposed to die eons ago i say eons ago it was like a decade ago yeah it was like one decade or so yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a very short amount of time in the grand scheme of things. Um, but he was, you know, he's not supposed to be in the timeline and much, <laughs> much like, uh, like Seuss has said, the timeline is screwed. <laughs> Pardon <Yeah>. my French. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Sousa. Sousa in this episode. I like when he tries to uh, carry the bags for Daisy. Yeah. It's so nice. It's just like one th- you got one thing you got to say about the 1950s. That's great. Is he doesn't know chivalry is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you remember that thing that we were talking about with the leg? How it's like if he's just gonna go straight to walking around like a normal person, then yeah. it's troublesome. Yeah, I, I do think there's there's definitely a case to be made for that's happening. But I will say at least they keep mentioning it. <laughs> you know, like that, like him saying, "Yeah, I need to." I need to test out the new leg or whatever, you know, like at least he's still, at least it's part of him mentioning it. You know, I don't know. At least there's something there. Yeah. At least they don't just forget about it. Yeah. I mean, they, they did have a whole conversation of like 2019 is great. You know, the, uh, we make awesome prosthetics, but you know, their fascism is back. Yeah, oh, that was rough. You mean the thing that I just helped to get rid of 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oof, way to make a political statement, Agents mm-hmm. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, they did. Oh, rough. Um, uh, so, it's it's, it's it's rough rough time for Sousa, traveling from one time to the other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it usually is a little jarring. Mm-hmm. Do we want to get into feedback and see what other people have to say about this freaking yes, we show? Do. Can I just say, I also love Garrett. A couple of great lines. I loved okay. him talking about the deaths of Coulson. And he says, my favorite was when the long-haired creepy guy stabbed you with the stick. <laughs> with the pointy stick. <laughs> and I liked when, he, when he, he, he changed positions and he's like, what did I just do? What did I just do? There's got to be a good name for that. And he's like, you teleported. And he's like, I like I that. I like it. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> The thanks, Phil, was gorgeous. It's just so good. And uh, Garrett being a fan of the Deke Squad, he's like, I saw them yes. open for Twisted Sister. <laughs> the fact that they open for Twisted Sister, like, by itself is just... That's a big deal. That's a big it's get. It's nuts, yeah. That's a big get. Uh, I love also when he's fighting May, and he says, oh, right, bye, and then just uses his teleportation powers. <laughs> Yep, he's just like, I'm out. I like that he realized it. Like, he, he was fighting her and then realized he didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Bye. I love that she caught him off guard, though. I love that she was, like, she was cunning enough to catch him off guard and put him into that, like, fight, uh, that fight mode, because he wasn't so, he wasn't used to having those powers. He was showing off before. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm going to get you... I'm going to get you off. You know, you're going to get off balance and then I'm going to beat your ass. And she was on it. Mm-hmm. This show had does something and I'm going to miss this about the show. They always do a great thing where like, there's almost always some sort of mystery happening, even when you don't really think about it. Like the mystery in this episode was who is Garrett there to take? He says, yes. he says like, I'm here to, I'm here to, I'm here to take a open-minded girl on a road trip. <laughs> And, right and then you're like wait who's he and i you kind of assume it's daisy i feel like like that's what it yeah, seems either, like either daisy or Jia Ying. yeah but then it's Gemma, and Gemma ends up on a stolen um uh, z1 Z1. zephyr one yeah and susa turns around and she's like shoot him susa and i i love that susa doesn't hesitate and he has such mm-hmm. like such great aim because you know he was a soldier he was uh he's was he in the army or was he a Marine? Anyway, doesn't matter. He yeah, was a soldier, sure. so he just immediately is like, yep, gotcha. Do, 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 do. But not fast enough. Yeah, he also just kind of has to trust other people around him because he knows that he knows what he doesn't know. And if Gemma is telling him, risk my life, shoot this guy, he kind of has to believe her. Yeah. There's a certain humility to him where he's not like, no, I would never shoot near you. He's like, no, you're, you, if you're saying that, it's probably the thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, oh, yes, this is the thing to do now. Gotcha. But still not fast enough. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you get the flip of that, which is Korra stays with the S.H.I.E.L.D. team. Is that part of Nathaniel's plan? Is it part of uh, Sybil's plan? Is is Korra going rogue? Like, what does it mean? 
Yeah, I don't know, man. But I, I don't like the trade. Like, I don't think it was a fair trade. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you took you took Simmons. You gave us Cora. We still don't have Fitz. Although we did get someone saying that Fitz is uh, Fitz has gotten in the way long enough, according to Nathaniel. So does, does that mean we're wrong? Is he alive? Is he alive? I mean, we did get that supposition between Deke and Gemma at the beginning of the episode that was like, Fitz is probably dead. And I'm just like, no, stop listening to me. Stop listening to my theories. I don't want these to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, now I do think it's about time for feedback. And we'll be uh, dropping into feedback right after this word from our sponsors. Today's podcast is brought to you by the new Audible original, The Sandman. It's based on the epic, classic comic book series by DC, The Sandman, of the same name. Uh, so, you guys, we are, we've are we talked about it before, but we are going to be covering this as a podcast really, really soon. Uh, probably in the next couple weeks. We might wait till after S.H.I.E.L.D. And then we're going to cover this as a podcast. So, if you dig that sort of thing, please go check out the Audible original, The Sandman. It's got, it's, it's pretty great. Tell them all about it. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, Like you said, Matt, it is based on the best-selling DC graphic novels written by Neil Freakin' Gaiman. That's his full name, by the way. Oh, Neil Freakin'? Got it. Yep. Uh, Adapted and directed by Dirk Maggs. It's hailed by the Los Angeles Times as the greatest epic in the history of comic books. Like, come on. This audio adaptation is decades in the making, starring James McAvoy in the title role. You follow Morpheus the Dream Lord as he's pulled from the dream realm and imprisoned on Earth. And when he finally escapes, he's got to restore his power to rebuild his dominion. And that's just the start of it. It's got a powerhouse ensemble cast. You've got Riz Ahmed, Kat Dennings, Michael Sheen, more people in your wildest dream. You have never heard anything like this. You listen now only on Audible. You go to audible.com slash Sandman. That is audible.com slash Sandman. Yeah, man. And here is a little taste of what that sounds like. The year was 1916. Roderick Burgess conceived a plan. He would capture death. You are death. Is it him? He's back. The Sandman's a fairy story. He's back, John. Dream of the Endless. Greetings to you, Lucifer Morningstar. Hello, Dream. I have shown him fear in a handful of dust. The Sandman. Only from Audible. In association with DC. Just close your eyes and listen. And again, we'll be covering that really soon in the next couple weeks. So if you guys want to give it a listen, we'll be uh, we'll be listening along as well. And we'll be uh, doing a couple podcasts about it. So even if you want to send in feedback or whatnot, let us know. Until next ad, true believers. (laughs) Now that we get you a word from our wonderful sponsors. Well, let's talk about the feedback. Jeff. Let's get into that feedback. 084 sent us a tweet said at MCUcast some really good points about Fitz already being dead. I remember his voice coming through a speaker in the season 6 finale and saying, tell them I'm sorry right before Simmons and the others jump back in time. Maybe that was just a recording. Or maybe he's an AI now. Face screaming in fear. <laughs> I think that's an emoji. Maybe. Was that a face screaming think, in fear yeah, emoji? It's a face screaming in fear emoji that apparently uh, it just got translated and, to text copied and pasted to text. That's funny. Um, yeah. Okay. So what do, what do we think? Maybe he's recording. I agree. He's an face AI screaming now. in fear. <laughs> yeah, I'm hundred percent on board with that emotion. Oh eight four. Uh, yeah, I think. It, yeah, this episode made me think less that he's dead, which is right. good. But I, I, I just <laughs> step don't in the know. right direction. I just don't know where he is or what he's doing. And I, I did not remember this. I vaguely, vaguely remember it now that he mentions it, that like he said something over the radio, but I did not remember. Tell them I'm sorry. And if you combine that with Gemma's last episode saying like, what did I do? What did I do? What have I done? Yeah, what have I done? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Ugh. It's rough, man. What did they do? What have they done? What have they done? I have no idea. Uh, God. I, I, uh, all I have is noises, Matt. I don't have words. Yeah. And they, all of the noises mean I don't know. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, we've only got, what, 
four episodes left in the season in the series in the Matt, series. we only got four episodes left in three, the series isn't it i thought it was 13 episodes well yeah this was nine this was 10 no this was nine are you sure no this was 10 matt it's yeah. worse yeah it's worse I, that's what i was like no dude you're i'm sorry to say but you are incorrect i um, i'm sorry i time skipped apparently <laughs> <laughs> i reset back to last week <laughs> as i have always been as you have always been oh man what's the water angel got to say uh water angel says just some of my thoughts colson being recyclable great line Gemma saying she needs Fitz's brain wherever it is. Definitely thinking he either isn't human anymore or maybe an oracle like Sybil. No matter what, Fitzsimmons better get a happy ending. May showing all the emotions. I hope we get a comment from someone about it next episode. Oh, yeah. You know, May did show a lot of emotion. I, I remember thinking that when she was, when she was talking to uh, Daisy about like why she can't say anything to her mom and like she's not supposed to mess with the timeline by by saying too much to her and like the mission's too important we need her alive we need you alive like she was she was being real emotive and i was like what are you doing may well we found out last episode or two that like she's starting to sense emotions from other people not without touching them yeah, like farther away, like like she's getting range on it. I think she's just like other people's emotions are bleeding through her is what I was gathering. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Probably a really good call. Yeah. And Coulson being recyclable was really funny. And I, I feel like Clark Gregg did not play that. Or he didn't deliver it for a laugh, but it was funny. Mm-hmm. I think that he delivered it super serious and Phil Coulson, the character, hates that he can say that about himself. Yeah. Well, yes, but also it's his superpower, you know? Yeah, his superpower his superpowers is dying, dying over and over. Oh, so good. And him being recyclable is just like another line with that. Like, I love that the by killing him bring him back over and over it was like the thing that we've talked about on the show since the maybe the first year of our podcast we've talked about like does marvel have a problem with killing people and bringing them back too often and like i love that colson has now embraced that or they have the the show has embraced that so much with colson that it is now just like a stated superpower of his (laughs) yeah it's it's he's a meme he's his own meme yeah. He's an in-universe meme at this point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when he, oh man, when Garrett said, um, he showed me you dying over and over again, or no, Sybil, I think it was Sybil showed me you dying. You know, she let me watch that over and over again. It started to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh yeah, which one was your favorite? <laughs> like, damn, Golson, <laughs> you gotta call it out like that. Yeah, it's really good. Which time was your favorite? Greasy-haired, point creepy guy with the stick or whatever. It's so good. Oh, man, yep. I freaking love that. I just, I just love the that he has the ability to to say, like, which of my uh, one, two, three, four deaths did you <laughs> appreciate the most? <sighs> or, oh, God, think about how many times he's been uh, killed and or blown up as of the last episode when they were uh time skipping in yeah, the time storm. That's true. And he remembers all those. Oh so like God. Wait, do we know that he ever died? I guess I guess he never died. He just kept looping. Oh wait, he, he does say yeah the loop I don't know if loops count as deaths. Like she died multiple times. He does say like he's not sure how many times he's died because He's not sure if he'd remember it or something. They only know that they've been in it for like 72 loops or whatever because he's, he hasn't died. I guess. Mm. I don't know if he never, I don't know if he ever died in the loops. This is what I'm saying. And I don't think he knows if he ever died in the loops. If death <laughs> is even a thing since he's a robot, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's a, that's a hard, uh, that's a hard question to know. It's a hard question to know. I guess we just gotta go back and watch it again. I don't uh, know that it'll provide answers, but sure, I'm down. Right? I'm down, but <laughs> I don't know that we're going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 084 hit us again with with an email. I'm so stressed out. 
<laughs> That's a good start. Good start. <laughs> it says, you can't really go wrong with a well-prepared villain, and damn, is Nathaniel Malik prepared. He just oozes dislikability. Is that even a word? And you can't wait for him to get his comeuppance. Just the little taste of him momentarily being hurt by Xia Ying was satisfying, and then watching him kill her for it was brutal. And with James Paxton doing a pretty decent impression of his late dad and having so much fun doing it, we're left with two incredibly unlikable guys getting the best of our team in nearly every way. And that's honestly where I want to be two weeks before the the two-part finale. I'll take my sunshine and rainbows later on. Give me the despair now. I don't know why you're bringing this on us, OE4. This is is rude. (laughs) He says, the rest of the episode impressed me, uh, considering the masterpiece that it had to follow. Daisy's first talk with Jia Ying gave me goosebumps knowing what was in their future. And hearing that future retold through the voice of an asshole later on wasn't just exposition to me. It was a twist of that knife. Mm -hmm. Guys, I'm really excited to hopefully watch this guy die. (laughs) (laughs) He says, that'll be all for me this week. I'll just be sitting here wondering why Coulson could instantly remember random bits of history from S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy, uh, but not what John Garrett looked like when they were S.H.I.E.L.D. recruits. I'm pretty sure they were both trained together by Nick Fury. It'll take a little bit of time to headcanon my way around that. Until next time. Yeah, I don't remember if they were recruits together. So I assume they knew each other for a long time, so I would still think he would recognize him pretty quickly. I mean, I guess out of context, way later, maybe you just don't think about it, but it does, it does strain incredulity that uh, he might not have remembered him. Yeah. In that moment. Yeah. I mean, with Colson's super brain... It, you would think that any any time that he has seen him at that age would be like, oh, yeah, that's that guy that I remember. I don't know why I remember that. Yeah, but it, he has a super brain, as, as OE4 says here, he has super brain for certain things, which may, again, to me, leads to the, the theory that we talked about, like in one of the very first episodes, uh, and that's like was there is is there a reason for that like was he implanted with certain information or or something that like is lead helping lead them is that part of the like control that's guiding them through this battle or whatever or if as we talked about what if Fitz has some way of feeding them information through Colson or whatever oh yeah 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 I think we talked about that one week uh, I did not know this uh, 084 is staying more informed than we are uh, it's a two part finale I don't know man i can't keep up with anything right now if that's the yeah we're we're both like i'm recording an album and you're doing like 15 or 20 episodes of umbrella academy in two weeks or something so like we're both just slammed um but uh yeah this that sounds right i mean i don't know why they wouldn't do a two-part finale but man that's uh that means we have two weeks left of agents of shield i'm not ready i'm not either I'm not ready at all. <laughs> I'm nowhere near ready. Especially, this season's been so good, man. So good. It really has. Yeah. Like, you know, like we've been saying over and over again, it's a victory lap. This whole thing's been a victory lap. Yeah, for sure. Drew Grex says, hello there, Matt and Jeff. Well, hello. Oh, hi there. <laughs> Sorry. So handy. <laughs> hello there. <laughs> This was a very good episode. Not nearly as good as last week, but a solid setup for the setup of the series finale. <laughs> so the setup for the setup. Setup for the setup. Yep. I'm so excited to see Fitz next week. Deke with his Walkman was amazing. Huge Peter Quill vibes. I kind of wish he was listening to Come and Get Your Love. I like seeing Garrett again, though I thought that James Paxton was a bit over the top in his performance. I liked his energy, though. I have a theory that I don't like for the series finale, and they would never do it. Uh, it's the end credits scene. We see a book close with the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo on it. We hear the voice of Ryan Reynolds saying, That was confusing as fuck. That was one of the most fucked up stories I've ever heard. <laughs> and we see the face of Deadpool. And by the way, for all you nerds, this is canon. They were in a different timeline. I have to go join in Doctor Strange 2 now. I'm very excited. Bye-bye. And then he jumps through a sling ring portal shaped like Mickey Mouse. I'd be so mad if they did that, but maybe as an alternate ending on YouTube? And they have to keep that TV-14 rating. 
Thank yeah. you so much for the consistently awesome podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. I, I, I love that idea. It's super funny. Uh, of course, they'll never do that. But especially you, you especially lost it with all the fucks, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think the repeated F-bombs are going to get us on ABC, probably taken off of ABC. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. Really fun. I just want Deadpool to like, com- I want a commentary track of Deadpool watching every show and commenting about it in universe. I don't know. Be good. Deadpool and that- Luis should get together and like binge watch <laughs> the movies and do a commentary track. No, man. What needs to happen is Luis needs to recap the the universe to Deadpool. Mm. And have Deadpool comment on it as he's going. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm down. Yep, because Deadpool would make a uh, a pop culture reference and Luis would be like, yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Except not, only, not exactly like that, but some, something kind of similar to that. But, you know, you, you got it. You got it. <laughs> yeah, the, they, w- they, they should definitely be the next like buddy cop movie. Oh God! Yes. (laughs) Deadpool and Louise. I need it. I -hmm. need it. Give me this Marvel. It's it's the next Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) 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 I'm just. (laughs) I got Jeff. I got Jeff. <laughs> just, I was just thinking about just Statham's stupid face. Uh, oh, man. No, that face that he makes when he's confused about stuff, and it's just such a dumb face where he's just like, Bleh. Oh, oh, you're talking about uh, that guy uh, from the Hobbs and Shaw movie? Yes, Jason Statham. Jason Statham, yeah. I love Jason Statham. I love him too, but he makes this face when things aren't going quite according to plan. And it's just like, if you freeze frame right there, you're like, man, that's a dumb looking guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> he is a, he is a, he has definitely has a dumb looking face that he does. And it's great. I love it. Yeah. It's a great dumb face. Mm-hmm. And it just like, <laughs> that's, that's that. the face that came into my head as a reaction to what you said. Now you're making me want to see Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, talk, and it broke me. Jason Statham in this way. I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I've been saving I mean, it because we talked about doing it for Bingers, but then like... The movies don't happen the anymore. movies don't happen anymore, exactly. Uh, you know, soon they'll shut down our TV and then we won't have PandaVision either. No, please no. And they won't have PandaVision either. Please no. I'm sorry. Content is our escapism. We need it. We need it. Andre Sparks has some thoughts about S.H.I.E.L.D. He says, hey guys, love the podcast. Wanted to share my thoughts and get yours since we're near the end. Wow, definitely didn't see that coming. Sybil is proving to be a great villain. It is full speed ahead to the finale now. My feedback is not usually this long, but I feel like this will be my final prediction before the finale. Predictions. Ooh, predictions. Predictions. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he's got real predictions here. Xiaoying will heal. A a neck snap can't be the thing that kills her. Seems too easy. They did the whole Fitz is dead thing in this episode, but I think it's a way to trick us. Fitz has got to be with Flint. Because notice, he's not brought him up at all. But he was there in season finale last year with Fitz. So I think he's in the Earth or on the moon with, wait for it, the Inhumans. Thoughts? What? <laughs> uh, I have lots of thoughts. I don't like it. <laughs> I well, okay. I have so many thoughts. Are we it, talking about the Inhumans? Like what we got as yeah. a show? Yeah, he said on Earth or the Moon, which I, I think he means the Inhumans show. Which Ew. yeah, I I don't think they'll do that because it was so universally disliked. But. I do think you're onto something with Flint. Like Flint, we, we talked about in a previous podcast, Flint never showed up with them in the past. So where is Flint? Like he was there for a second. So where is he? Uh, he's got to be with Fitz. Like that makes a lot of sense. Right? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But why yeah. would you need Flint event? He's doing what in human power, like Flint controls rocks. Like what, what would Flint be good for in what situation? I don't know. That that interests me. 
Uh, maybe he can put together... Oh. No. Well? <laughs> he has a real roller coaster of emotions in those three words. I know. I oh, know. no. Well? <laughs> <laughs> so Flynn controls rocks and he put, he put the, the obelisks back together, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That is correct. What if... He good, good, good point already. The obelisk should definitely be involved with wherever Fitz is. Not even that. What if? What if? What if? Flint has to put back together or uh, construct from whatever um, Terra Genesis crystals and then disperses them through the atmosphere. I, I think it's a big swing, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we fight anarchy is giving a bunch of people powers. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Like, especially if you're looking like, what if this ends with a version of our, our MCU where like they do something crazy like that to fight? Cause, cause Sybil has, you know, built this army up. What if they just like have like an uprising of inhumans or something like that to like fight off all these many, many like powered individuals that uh, anarchy has built up over the 30 years he's had or whatever? What if you're what if I, I think you're onto something with the with Sybil wanting to contact other chronicoms? Because I, you know, I've, I've had a feeling that this is not all that's left of their civilization, right? So. What if she's trying to get something together so that she can communicate with other Chronicoms, bring those ships here, and then we have an invasion force of Chronicoms, and then the only way to fight against that is to make a bunch of Inhumans all at once and tell the world, fight for your world. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's crazy, but it's, it's fun. Only halfway through Andre's message. Oh, shit! Here. Okay, now you got something else. What you got? What you got? Andre says they showed ships coming to Earth. Are they the Chronicons or the Kree? That would be twisty. Thoughts? Okay, there you go. I think Chronicons. I think it's very likely. I, I think Chronicons, yeah. That Sybil is going to call her friends. Like, say, like, I've prepared the way for you kind of thing. I've prepared yeah. a place for you. Says, oh, says the goodness. Sybil. <laughs> Uh, Andre also says, final thoughts. I like the trick they did when after the scene, when Nathaniel says, you, Garrett, will get your power when S.H.I.E.L.D. brings it to us. And the first person we see in the next scene is Yo-Yo. That made you think it was her. Lastly, I really hope Gordon is just knocked out and not dead. That's interesting. I, I like that trick, too, but I didn't even think Yo-Yo. I thought for sure it was Daisy. But yeah, that's great. I love that there was a mystery about that, as we mentioned earlier. But real talk about what did um, Fitz and Simmons do. And I think, you know, we've talked a lot about them ending this universe or like bringing this universe in line with the uh, MCU, right? In yeah. the end or doing something to like, what if that's what they do? What if that's the thing that they're doing? What if we tie that together with the idea that like the team won't exist anymore and like we realize that this entire show has been the result of, you know, the Tahiti incident that caused Colson to spin off and, and didn't allow him to die and all this stuff. And like, what if they realize like that's all part of this? Oh, we've talked about it before, but like and then they actually save Colson before Loki kills him or whatever. Um, like the team will not exist, but your friends will continue to live is what they, what, what they tell, what they tell her or what Enoch said. So like, what if that's the, the bargain they made by doing all of this? Like this entire journey was to stop the Chronicoms from owning their, their world. But in, in, a, in, in the end, it's going to actually end their entire universe and allow a universe to exist where the world is free of Chronicoms. Oof. Um, man, that is, that's heavy. Yeah. Cause you're talking about, you're talking about a convergence. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're talking about, or, or a birth of a universe. This could, this in some ways could be the birth of the MCU. You know what I mean? 
Like, yeah. they're allowing the universe to exist that is encapsulating the, like, rest of the real MCU or whatever. So there's versions of them out there living their lives, but this version, the version, they basically, and that maybe that's why uh, Simmons had to forget everything, is because she had to go off and fight a battle she knew was a losing battle. Like, they have to be in here doing what they're doing to get to the point where they nullify this universe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I would love to see this be uh, the start of like multiversal incursions and then have them be, um, you know, have them be the surviving people from that universe colliding with another one. Dude, that's not a bad idea at all. Actually, it's a great idea. Okay. Hear me, hear me out. Simmons okay. has been wonderful this season. I love Simmons, but. Simmons and Fitz have a bit of a evil, uh, evil streak to them. <laughs> evil, evil streak. Yeah. Sorry. That was just stuttering. Um, but, uh, Fitz has, Fitz has the doctor who he became. And she has her id. Yeah. She has this like id version of her. Like they, they both, well, and she also has this version of her that's willing to embrace Fitz, even though he is the doctor. You know what I mean? Like trust, yeah. trust who Fitz is, even though Fitz can be a villain. What if, you know, we keep talking about Nathaniel may not be the best villain for the series ending. What if the final villain is, is Fitz? Fitz. Yeah. Like whatever decision they had to make is actively fighting against what the shield agents are trying to do here. And like maybe by creating so many dams in the timeline, they're actually trying I don't want to it. like disrupt the timeline to the point where they like destroy it and start like start over with the MCU kind of thing. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I, I could totally see Fitz coming up in the last episode as the villain of the piece, you know? I can't wait to get you on to talk about Umbrella Academy season two. Yeah, well, I'm, I've I've actually been watching it along with you guys. I'm actually a little, a little ahead of the episode drops, so I may be caught up with you. But uh, have you have you have you finished it? Not yet. We're uh, we're doing episodes seven and eight tonight. Nice. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to talk about it. Yep. yep. I'm very impressed that you guys have been able to knock out the entirety of the season in less than a week. That's that's always hard to do. We've done it before. It's very hard to do. <laughs> it is real hard to do. Yeah. Especially while like maintaining work and life and 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 this podcast. So, yeah. Let, let's do that. Let's finish those last 3. Okay. Feedbacks. Brad LeBaron says, "Hey Matt." Hey, Brad. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Yeah, no, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he says, I got caught up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I'm almost caught up with your podcasts on it. And wowza, I am loving this season. It is so clear how much love the cast and crew have for it. Almost brings a tear to my eye just thinking about it. Two things. I am amazed at how precisely you guys put together episode four of this season just from context clues from episode three. I think the MCU has sunk into <laughs> your subconscious to the point to where you just know where it's going. We read the time stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you had all the other elements in place then you said that colson or enoch could fake the death damn dude <laughs> i think he's maybe talking about colson's death colson oh oh he's talking he's talking about episode four where uh, Sousa. We, we, we we figured out that Sousa was going to be saved and be a yeah. part of the team yeah yeah he says that's as far as I am in the podcast, but y'all seem to be doing a fantastic job with the theories. Yeah, I love when people go back and listen to our podcast and they hear a bunch of uh, episodes uh, ahead of time and they go, "Man, you guys called some stuff." Uh, I'm sure there's half the time we're missing stuff horribly, but like, man, that feels good. It's like yeah. warm in my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a numbers game, really. You just you got to say oh, enough yeah. theories and. If one of them is right, you can be like, I called it. Yeah, man. You throw enough spaghetti at the wall, something's going to stain. That's right. <laughs> uh, Brad says, second thing, I think episode seven of this season may be my favorite episode in the series. Every minute of that episode is fun, fan service, and a hit of Deadpool-esque comedy from Deke. Not to mention the mountain of 80s tropes they packed into a single episode. I also realize during this episode that this is my Doctor Who. 
Everyone who is into this show is into it. Whether they make mistakes in storytelling due to the endless changes they have to consider on a whim for the MCU, there are cringy moments of acting or moments that are clearly just the lowest budget they could have used. I love every minute of it. It really reminds me of the care that I saw in the Buffy show from the 90s. Hmm, I wonder why. Mm. Anyway, that's where I'm at with the show. Let me know what the last four episodes are looking like. <laughs> uh, well, well, we, we've already told we've you. We've been trying, so let's see. We'll see <laughs> if we're right. Uh, no, I love this. Actually, he makes a great point about the Buffy stuff. Like, I've been watching this and thinking the same thing. And, like, this is, uh, I think it's Jed Whedon's first showrun show. And they, obviously, his big brother, Joss, uh, made Buffy. And I, I'm a huge Buffy fan. Um, and this, yeah, this, uh, this does remind me a lot of, like, the way the characters are sculpted and the sort of, like, depth they have and the willingness. Like, the fact that Fitz could be a bad guy, that's only possible in the kind of universe that they've built here where I really believe that these characters are well-rounded characters that could end up on either side of things, you know? Yeah. Ah, I love it. Uh, it's too much. DZ says, I wanted to say I'm two episodes behind on agents of shield, but I have some thoughts. I think that the team is going to find themselves in a pickle to end the season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. They're going to find themselves in a pickle. I just like, it is, a, it is a real trippy show, but finding themselves in a pickle seems like uh No, not like an actual far. pickle. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to think Sousa terms. Oh, okay. <laughs> we got ourselves in a pickle here. <laughs> it's like a trout in the milk. I don't know, man. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Rick and Morty, and they did it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, I think the team is going to find themselves in a pickle to end the season where they either have to save themselves or protect the timeline. My prediction is that they will make a decision to sacrifice one of their own, at least one, to shift the time stream back to where it meets up with the current MCU. I think they will do something that forces them into the Far From Home storyline. I can't deal with a world where they are not connected in any way. I also... Sorry. Also, I feel like the writers had enough time to prepare something that would make sense in the current story. A big enough dam that could direct them back to the original time stream. Hail Hydrate. <laughs> Hail Hydrate. Oh, hey, water for me. Uh, thank you, TZ. Uh, yeah, I think this is a great call. I, I was actually, just a minute ago, we were talking about the idea of them, um, you know, if Fitz ends, it ends up that Fitz and Simmons, their whole plan was to like make sure this st timeline is ended so that a new timeline can begin or whatever. Uh, but maybe and they maybe they all get to live. You know, mm. what if that's their plan? But someone like Daisy or even Nathaniel refuses to put up with that plan. Like they've 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 been a, like what if like Daisy in a way like embraces the philosophy of Nathaniel and she refuses to go quietly you know what I mean like she refuses to let their friends die that way and then she thinks of some like like Fitz and Simmons are willing to let them go quietly and and die so the universe can live and Daisy's like no we're doing both and like saves them and is able to like bring them forth like so the the version of like she refuses to believe in the version of events that Enoch saw you know or refuses to like accept them as it were there's precedent for that i mean she has seen the future before and tried to avoid it yeah for sure and it ended poorly for her then so why would it be any better now <laughs> but it's in character um, and especially yeah. with like nathaniel talking about like all the systems of control stuff and if it is fitz and simmons controlling them into some sort of catastrophe so that some world that they've envisioned will continue to live on. Like I can totally see Daisy like ending up fighting against them. And even in the end, if she has an idea to actually get them out of it, I can see Fitz swapping sides and joining them to do some last minute dashing heroics. You know, I would love it. Yeah. And what if, what if Daisy just starts making out with Nathaniel <laughs> and her sister starts fighting her for him? Yeah. We're making a dream for Nathaniel show. All the ladies <laughs> fighting over Nathaniel. Yep. Poor Garrett. Poor Garrett. I don't know. I just, I felt like I also needed to make something up that was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I think my idea is not that ridiculous, but that's okay. why, that's why it's ridiculous. I guess I get it. <laughs> 
I get it. I wanted to one up everything that you were saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Very so competitive. That's all the uh, that's all the feedback. Yeah. Do you want to jump and watch next week's uh, trailer and maybe even watch the season trailer again? Yeah. Yes. At the time. All right. I did, I, uh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah. It, Jeff is going straight from this to another podcast, and uh, we're, we're trying to trying to knock it out here. Wow. Who did she just kill? All right. So Cora lasers through somebody's chest in front of everyone, it looks like. Yep. Uh, that was dark. That was super dark. And also, <laughs> uh, given all the conversation we've just been having, like the idea that uh, she says, why don't we use S.H.I.E.L.D. to make this the best universe possible? You know? Like, that's exactly yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, the the guy that she killed was the the dude who... Oh, what was his name? Uh, Brant or something like that? No, Durant. Durant. Uh, he was the guy that, that took the the knife creation power from Lee that uh, Yo-Yo took his knife and stabbed him in the leg with it. Okay. Because I, I paused yeah, it right at that he's got moment. That, he's got that, he's uh, got that bandage. bandage. I saw the bandage, but it looked like, a, looked like some sort of... I didn't know that it was a bandage. It looks like Yo-Yo has caught him in that moment. Uh, okay, so crazy stuff. It looks like... I, I love it because they're actually talking... Like, the, the term universe is mentioned there. You know what I mean? Like, yes. So, like, yeah. they're thinking along the same lines we're thinking on. Like, So, yeah, your confirmation bias is turning on real hard. It is, it is. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> they're, they're thinking about the fact that they have created a different universe. Like, and they're talking about making it better. Like, my confirmation bias is full, on full tilt right now. Yep, yep. But also... We saw ships zipping in. We did. Is that going to be and this episode? I guess so. I guess so. I mean, uh, it's in space. the The Zephyr One ship is there waiting for them. That's got to be. That's got to be more Chronicoms. I would think so. Um, but also, is it the Zephyr One that's out there? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Because yes. I didn't. I couldn't tell what ship that was. But it looks like it's out in space. It doesn't look like it's earthbound yeah. anymore which is totally possible for zephyr one um yeah Ze- z1's a spaceship yeah i don't it's think that's zephyr for space. one are you sure i'm looking at the free stream now and i don't it does not look like zephyr one to me it is 100 zephyr one waiting for them okay i was thinking that might be whatever whatever ship fits is on because the whole thing that we ended this last episode on was um the idea that that um nathaniel wants to look the chromicons want to look for fits you know and uh, the Chronicoms finding fits would be a definitely fitting thing for this next episode. Yeah, but it would be. He could be on a, a, an alternate Z1. Who knows? Or like an earlier version of Z1. Like all the stuff that him and Gemma did, you know, they said they had a considerable amount of time. All that, cons- <laughs> that considerable amount of time could have already passed for Gemma. You know, yeah. like maybe they were sitting up in there, up there. Maybe they got a, maybe they get a hold of the time stream and they have time to play with all the different strings they need to pull. And they realize the way that the way to do it is to send Gemma back without her memories. Maybe. Hmm. Oh, maybe. It's so maybe. much fun, man. It's so much fun. God, I don't know what to think about any of this. Yeah. Whoa, hold up. There's some other frames in there or not frames, but. There's other stuff in that shot. Um, so the the shot of Z1 with those ships coming in. Mm-hmm. Look at the bottom right corner. Oh. As it's going past. It Yeah, you're right. It looks like it's all over a planet. Or it looks like a building is in the foreground. Yeah, it looks like it's... I wouldn't say a building. Or uh, I would say a console. It looks like it's... This is like footage from another ship. Okay. Looking in that direction. That, that absolutely could be. Hmm. And uh, we have Cora saying, I'll show you control, and then like blasting wow. the wall. Uh, which, and not destroying it, just blasting yeah, it. Yeah, just blasting it, just doing a little Jubilee action. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I Okay, so what we, we've got two more freaking episodes what's the the one thing you want to see from this show if if we get anything crazy that you like want them to pull in they've been pulling in things from every season is there anything you really want them to pull in and tie together 
Hmm. What else do I need to happen? Uh, I would love for Ghost Rider to come back. Yeah, I was just thinking that. That's that like literally why I asked the question. I was watching, I was like, you know, it would be nice, especially if they're not going to make the Ghost Rider show they were talking about making with that actor. It'd be nice to see, like, see that actor one more time, especially tying it to Coulson and, yeah, maybe Coulson becoming a vengeance demon at the end. <laughs> I, I could get down with that. You know who else needs to come back? Who? Bobby and Hunter. Oh, that's a good call. They absolutely do. Hashtag bring back Bobby for the finale. Yeah, man, I really that. Remember the time where we almost got a whole show about them, right? That was that was excited about that. That was going to be so good. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this week's podcast, guys. Thanks for hanging. Sorry to end on a down note. Yeah. A, sorry to sorry to end on a down note. We we really. I'm just excited about the final two episodes. Two episodes. Two freaking weeks, man. Can't I'm not ready. I, 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 this I'm is the end of an me. era. It is. This this show is why we were able to start this show. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry, that sentence was confusing. But yeah, like, this show is... Hey, man, I don't us- know who you are, but you're a legend. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's all timey-wimey. Um, yeah, so I, I'm very thankful for this show, and I had a great time with this final season, and I'm pumped for the last two weeks but i am sad to see it go for sure yeah yeah (sighs) will we ever have weekly like weekly tv with this much to it like we've got these um shows coming from uh coming from disney that are like six episodes at a time as far as i know like i think wandavision and and loki those are like six episode miniseries at least originally conceived who knows what they're gonna do and falcon and the winter soldier man there was a time we were getting these 20 episode seasons of agents of shield and that that time might be dead yep i mean we were getting that with like a 12 episode agent carter tucked in the middle of it yeah and if that means that they're gonna keep us getting a steady drip of amazing content instead of like you know, anytime you have 20 episodes, there was always a little filler, except for season four. Uh, there yeah, was season four hit every, every checkbox of everything that needed to happen. Every episode had to have something going on. And this season's been really great, too. But this one's only 13. Like, there's a reason this episode. I think there's a really a reason this yep. season's been better. It's a reason for the season <laughs> being better. <laughs> you got to add a little extra to the phrase to really make it fit correctly here. <laughs> <laughs> gotta fill it out just you need a little more filler oh man that was very funny all yeah. right uh guys thank you for hanging out with us uh if you want to support the show please hit us up at patreon.com slash mcu cast uh we've had a lot of new patrons over there and we appreciate every single one of you and uh we're we're just gonna try to keep making as much good content as we can for y'all and also if you get a chance to help me out at the uh strandedpanda.com slash help Matt. I've got an album coming out and uh, I'm actually going to play a song in a couple weeks once I can finally get it out uh, that's going to be on that album um, for you guys over the next few weeks I might drop. Maybe I'll drop a couple uh, at the end here in the, in the final space on the podcast. And if you want to know what the hell we're talking about with Hail Hydrate hit us on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv on Wednesday nights. Yeah, we do, we're doing trivia every Wednesday um, and that's where... <laughs> Hail Hydrate comes from. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.